0: Do you think you can handle it? Make some noise! Gossipin' heifers! horse Attorney! Yeah,
1: boy! Welcome into the Gossipin' Heffers, Michelle!
0: And Rochelle.
1: What's going on, Heifer? I'm Horse. I know, I know. Been
0: around cootie cheeries.
1: Benefits of working with kids, I promise you. You get the germs... Oh. Get the colds, the snotty nose. Oh, all that crap. So you get it. So, you know, but you're recovering because you sound a lot better than you did a few days ago. Well, thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all good. We're all on the road to recovery. We're going to keep it moving. Thank you for tuning in to the guys for show. Make sure you guys check out our segment, the political scoop on the J. Anthony Brown radio show on iHeartRadio. Download the app. He's usually airing on the weekends. So you guys can peep out the top 10 songs in R&B along with the heifers.
0: Watch out there now.
1: Okay, so let's discuss the recent happenings. Groundhog Day has passed, and we are going to have an early spring.
0: Oh, that damn rat! (laughs) 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 When did we start? You know, how how long have we been relying on a rat to tell us our damn weather for?
1: For years. (laughs) You know, I I I never looked into the background on how ground Groundhog Day was founded, but.
0: I guarantee you will find a cracker. <laughs> so many.
1: Oh Lord, have mercy! Mean, we don't
0: fuck with animals like that. We don't, we don't. No,
1: you know anything with teeth and fur. You know, have a dog. That's it. Right. That's that's about it. That's not
0: our dog. We ain't fooling with it. Right. <laughs> Girl, get that dog away from her. He growling.
1: So we started looking on Twitter for some trending topics. And of course, you know, the recent State of the Union was delivered and I could only watch oh, barely five minutes of it. All he did was brag. It was just braggadocious, repeated, braggadocious,
0: brag a lies
1: and dragging on Obama's tail. Let me tell you something. All these economical benefits that we're getting, the employment they were getting, that's from Obama's administration,
0: and trust me, it's about to go down. Right. <laughs> His four years is is about to start showing.
1: And the thing with this app that was supposed to help the caucus with the Democratic presidential candidates—that sure. you know what—that
0: was a Trump and Russia setup.
1: <laughs> Girl, I'm like, why bother? It's always some BS. And this was new technology they wanted to, you know, test at this time. Do you know who we have in charge right now? Why are you testing anything?
0: That's who told him to test it. (laughs) Let's go test that.
1: All right. So anyhow, but trending on Twitter is hashtag Nancy. That will be Nancy Pelosi, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. And My
0: pale sister.
1: While the State of the Union was taking place, they handed each, oh you know, everybody, Mike Pence and herself, copy of the president's speech. That shit was fucking
0: hilarious. Did that have to ripped that shit <laughs> like this
1: bull.
2: <laughs>
0: but I mean, I can't blame it because the whole speech was lies. It was
1: lies. But when you look at the feedback and the... um retweets on this story you know of course there's people that are finding it hilarious like myself and then of course there's other people that are siding with the trump administration talking about well you know there was family that was honored during his speech and blah 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 yeah but if it was just based on that maybe that would have not been a rip of a speech
0: it was based <laughs> on him bragging and lying okay? Right.
1: just lies so, on top of lies let it rip mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> who gives no f's Mean. <laughs> she, she, they lucky it wasn't me because i would have ripped it and wiped my ass with it
1: but you think when obama was serving and he had to do a state of union and someone hollered out lie that would have been the perfect time for that fool to chime in with that bullshit because you know,
0: <laughs> democrats they're not as dirty as republicans and disrespectful
1: i don't want to push it to, to, to that because everybody got some dirt my thing about the whole situation is when y'all was hollering out lie during obama That definitely should have been yelled several times during this recent State of the Union.
0: But this is white lies. They like it. (laughs) They don't like black truth. But they love white lies.
1: But, you know, I don't know if this took place before or after she ripped his speech up, but they were handed something, I believe it may have been the copy, that Trump handed to both Herrer and Pence. She extended her hand to shake it. Yeah. He did not do it
0: being a typical little bitch.
1: And I think that might have been in response to that, you know, i am not shaking your hand? I know you can try to impeach my ass. You know, and well, what I think... The law? But you know what? I think he's gonna get acquitted. I'm telling you. Look, you you already know he
0: got all those little crooked crackers up in there. Mm. What's that, Mitch?
1: Oh, Mitch, bitch.
0: Girl, Mitch look like a little hide winky,
1: uncircumcised penis is what i like to oh. refer to him as because he gets on my damn nerves but but i'm just saying black folks y'all
0: have got to not only vote for presidency mm-hmm. when congress comes up you got to vote put it in and when the senate comes up
1: you got to vote got to vote those are the
0: ones that make the laws
1: thank you these are the ones that make it tough for you know the bullshit to go through and get over on the american public but anyhow it is about that time for conspiracy sister
0: first a political statement if i may Another idea stolen from the black
1: man. Blackness confirmed. You got soul.
0: Thank you. This is Conspiracy sister, saving my people from, from the, the summer place? place. Shall we have a sip of summer's black power tea? <laughs> Speaking of niggas, <nitties, laughs> we've been wrong, y'all. <laughs> I myself am guilty of calling people the Uncle Tom. Mm-hmm. Now, being that this is Black History Month, the shortest fucking month of the year, I'm going to jam all the black knowledge that I can. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Tom was the opposite of Uncle Tom's we call today. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Uncle Tom was a down brother. We always called somebody a sellout. Chuck the a jive and call him Uncle Toms. Right. But the brother Uncle Tom was the total opposite. Uncle Tom was a man who refused to beat black women. Mm. Uncle Tom was a man who refused to tell on other slaves. Uncle Tom was a man who would put cotton in other slaves' bags so they wouldn't get their ass beat the next day. Mm. Uncle Tom freed over a 100 slaves before the Underground Railroad and made a school for slaves, so they can be educated. Mm. Now, the people I've called Uncle Tom don't fit that damn description.
1: <laughs>
0: What's that nigga I just asked you about has been so quiet?
1: Ben Carson. Ben Carson. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> now,
0: I'm going to have to start calling folks like that just a simple sellout. Now, next week, I'm going to have some more black knowledge for you. Let y'all know where the word
1: cool come from. On that note, Conspiracy Sister is out. out. I am so glad the conspiracy sisters attacking some of these stereotypes because I did not know the background of Uncle Tom.
0: Girl, you learn something every day. Mm-hmm. You ain't never too old to learn. No, you're not. I was really, you know, like, hmm.
1: And I wonder who started that as a way of, you know, being derogatory toward you other know, people. I won't
0: be surprised it was part of some field Negro. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and heard a white man calling somebody Uncle <laughs> Tom,
1: and they just ran with it. This went with the whole damn situation. Yeah. Oh, anyway. But on this week in headline news, we are talking about, of course, the unfortunate tragedy of Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter, along with seven other passengers on the helicopter. And Vanessa Bryant has finally broken her silence. She switched her Instagram picture uh, to a picture of Kobe Bryant and their daughter, Gigi, and asked the public to, you know, thankfully, you know, we appreciate your prayers. Uh, we don't know where we're going to go from this point on because it's hard. And, of course, I mean, we have yes. two additional angels looking over us. That's one thing when you do lose a loved one. And it's a hard loss. You take it very hard. But at the same time, you look at the positive situation. I got somebody else on my team. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got somebody else who's always looking out for my best interest.
0: But, I mean, that's got to be hard. I it's mean, hard. Two unexpected young deaths. Mm-hmm.
1: And I mean, your I'll, husband
0: and your child. I mean, girl, God bless you. I pray you stay strong because I know this is hard.
1: Yeah, hey girl, we'll just see how this goes. But you know, there was a book that Kobe Bryant and this Brazilian writer was working on together. It was a children's book, and he deleted the draft after Kobe Bryant's death. Uh, the 72-year-old novelist told the Associated Press that the two men started doing this project back in 2016. And that after he retired, Kobe did, um, that they began to start writing this project together. So within hours after hearing about his death, he announced that he would delete the draft rather than finish the book without the 41 year old champion. I, you know, I deleted the draft because I didn't want to make sense to publish it without him. You know, I it wouldn't add anything relevant to him or his family. I think that's wrong because Kobe's words stand so strong more after his death because he was always a positive influence he always had words of encouragement and I'm sure I'm sure the children's book would have had the same effect for years to come
0: yeah I mean I think what he should have did was let Vanessa heal
1: right right right
0: probably tried to get with her Mm -hmm. to think you know what do you think kobe would have wanted or how would kobe feel about this yeah i mean who's the best person that his wife to know
1: exactly and i think that should have been something that was you know would have been published would have been a great impact on a lot of boys and girls because i know we shared the short five minute animation of kobe bryant's basketball poem that he did when he retired yeah. And I mean, the kids were very intrigued. It's a very beautiful, moving. It was cute and sweet. Yeah, uh, presentation. So I don't see why that same effect couldn't be passed along in a book, especially when we need to encourage our children to read. The coronavirus. Girl.
0: Girl is everywhere. No, I ain't got it. I just got to.
1: You just got the code. common cold, okay? But I'm telling you right now, originating in China, now all air flights from China to China. No, you can't do that. Can't do it.
0: Yeah, that's the only band I agree with.
1: Okay, because this shit is spreading quickly. Now, I think they've had anywhere between 8 and 11 cases in the U.S. last I checked. But at the same time, this shit is almost like a plague. It's like an epidemic because you see how it's just taking people over in China out on a regular basis
0: oh yeah you got empty
1: towns. i mean it's ridiculous on how these viruses or these plagues are born and then they just take over and you know we as humans are so damn arrogant sometimes yeah. we're just like okay that's not gonna really affect us but shit don't nobody want
0: to <laughs> give me damn shots my kids drink smoothies they don't need a shot Okay, <laughs> okay bitch. okay we'll see how that works
1: out for you but i mean there's been a lot of deaths in china Um, Like I said, nothing major in the US, just a few cases, but I just always say, hey, wash your hands and wear a mask and wear a facial, especially in the airport, because the airport right there alone before this even broke out is already an epidemic because you got all kind of nasty shit going on in the airport. People traveling from different Mm. continents and countries, cities. Come on now. I ain't
0: using the bacteria. Right.
1: You know, so I might do road trip. fucking road trip right
0: here where I'm supposed to be (laughs) with a big can of Lysol
1: yeah maybe even bleach but you know when we had a measles epidemic it it was like you know the strand that was coming back was like you know bitch I ain't going nowhere I don't give a damn what kind of antibiotics you come up with in that lab I am not going anywhere there's sexual STDs that are stronger that you cannot just get rid of with an antibiotic anymore.
0: I still think a lot of this shit, shit man-made, <laughs> especially STDs.
1: Yeah, girl, let me let me tell you something. Don't even the get Lord me started. He wanted
0: to put STDs when he told you to multiply. <laughs> <laughs> That's man
1: <laughs> trying to destroy something.
0: Yeah, don't want you to multiply.
1: Michelle Obama can add a Grammy win. To her impressive already resume, she has won on her book Becoming being the best audio series or I believe audio presentation. So a Grammy win goes to the first lady. And I'm Yay. I'm just, you know what, I'm just so intrigued by Michelle Obama because she never ceases to amaze me. She's a image that I think more women, which a lot do, but a lot more can follow because she's an example of being classy, not taking no shit, smart and smart. Um, but the thing about it makes me sick is watching this current administration just destroy the whole Obama legacy. And I think that's the only reason this motherfucker even got in the run was oh, just yeah. to destroy whatever this man created. I got to destroy.
0: Girl, I had a Negro in there. Now we got to come back strong, <laughs> cracker strong. <laughs> now, that's all it is. They will never destroy that legacy with me.
1: Never. I share Obama shit as much as possible. I promise you, I don't give you know, a damn. As
0: president, day people still share Obama. Right. <laughs> this has been going on for three years after Obama stepped down.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's the only president, honestly, I can see that's been reshared on social media alone, whether it be just be photos, current articles. He's all over the place.
0: And our allies loved him.
1: Mm, he was intelligent. Right. Yes.
0: You, man, you talk about a man that had swag. swag.
1: He had swag, professionalism, all that shit. Girl. But anyway, uh, cool. Dylan Roof, you guys may remember the name from being the shooter that shot up nine black folks at this oh, church in Charleston, South Carolina. Do you know his attorneys are trying to re- uh, appeal? His current sentence, talking about you—you you guys didn't take in consideration his mental stability.
0: How about his racist stability? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we took in. He was a racist, and a y'all fed that trick a burger after.
1: Right. I, you know what? This is what kills me about law enforcement. You—you you guys know this is the fool that did the shooting. Y'all take him in handcuffs. Get him a, a burger. I, you know i'm just you know he has been black in a white church <laughs> he would have been taken in a body bag right and that is never ceases to amaze me on how this goes down but his attorney's trying to say well you know hey his mental stability wasn't even in question at the time when he was convicted so we should go ahead and have a retrial or just have this sentence lowered no, no because I, I don't give a damn what you want to tell me especially now as you late in the game that should have been on the first presentation. Exactly.
0: How long ago was this?
1: Uh, this was a couple you know, a year or two ago.
0: Nigga please.
1: So with this Give being cracker please.
0: <laughs> cracker please. <laughs> there you go. of how you got his burger. So
1: I'm like, okay, I got no mercy for nobody like that no. because this is already like I said, ever since this administration Why is still alive. Right? Why is this administration <laughs> while they've been in power, they've been made a major negative influence.
0: Well, Trump may help get him out.
1: <laughs> Might be one of his pardons.
0: Girl, <laughs> just let him out.
1: <laughs> he was, he's sick like me. A judge denied bond on a Maryland police officer who had... Uh, basically, he was accused of fatally shooting a handcuffed man in his patrol car. Oh. But this man was already handcuffed in the patrol car. Uh, behind his back, he placed him in the cruiser after responding to a traffic accident... And find him sleeping in his vehicle and apparently under the influence of an unknown substance. So, once he got him in the back of the car, for some reason, he just felt like, you know, busting the cap was appropriate. Because they don't... I didn't see any pictures with this article, but they don't specify in the article what their ethnic background is. But at the same time, it reminds me of that brother that was shot in the car with his girlfriend and uh, his young daughter. Because... Some police on the police force have a big fear factor of black men, black black presence in general, Um, but mainly black men. And when you get to this point, even though you got this person handcuffed in the back seat of your car, you still feel the need to shoot. Entertainment news is up and we are talking Super Bowl. I I enjoyed J-Lo and Shakira's performance. I did. I enjoyed it because it pissed off white people. Right? (laughs)
0: Oh, white folks was mad. You got that Puerto Rican and Colombian up there shaking their ass. Yeah,
1: oh, my God. Y'all better be happy it wasn't Dominican. Go crazy, crazy, crazy. Because there's been a lot of black booty everywhere. First of all, I, I have to say, because I did not watch the game. I heard it was boring as fuck. I just wanted to catch the halftime show when it got on YouTube. Yeah. So that's what we did. And I, like I said, I commend both the ladies for an outstanding performance. And all the feedback that that performance is getting is funny because... We work with somebody, and he was just like, oh, it's just too much. And a lot of other folks were talking about it was just too damn sexy. Okay.
0: First of all, let, let me break this out. Salsa dance is sexy. Right. Salsa dance is also an African love dance. Mm-hmm. Don't y'all get that shit twisted. That ain't theirs. Right. So. So if African love dance is going to be sexy. Yeah. You got to know brown people, black people. We like to... Shake
1: And then J-Lo just did hustle, so you knew she was bound to show them skills on the stage, okay? Wait. Get on that Bitch phone. had to pole on the stage.
0: <laughs> I like, come on, girl, stop.
1: <laughs> For real? <laughs> and the thing about it that also kills me is that during the National Anthem, Tommy Lauren and her little peppy ass, she always wants to jump on board on some bullshit, and she pointed out that during the National Anthem that Jay-Z and Beyonce were sitting down during the Anthem.
0: And a whole lot
1: of other folks. And a whole bunch of other folks around them. But I guess since that Beyonce and Jay Z, you had to focus in on just them two. But at the same time, they responded. It was like, you know, we was taking care of some business. You know, at the same time, you know how folks, and this is what kills me the average Joe checks their phone during the national anthem. Yeah. You know what I
0: mean? Um, Trump (laughs) stood there. And didn't even put his hands on his
1: heart. Shut up, girl. I saw that damn footage of him basically doing a damn dance to the National Anthem instead of pledging like he was supposed yeah. to.
0: And he wasn't even singing.
1: I'd rather see folks kneel and do that shit.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I really like, did. like I said, you may have gotten rid of Colin, but you have not gotten rid of his arm. Um, you have not destroyed his message. Mm-hmm. And on that note, that's why the hell y'all lost. <laughs> I told you when I found out the 49ers was playing. Right. Oh, them tricks gonna lose.
1: Yeah. Yo, your, your ass ain't gonna do any type of victory with the bullshit that you pulled in the past on Kaepernick. It ain't gonna happen. Mm-mm. So, hey, it is what it is. You know, I love people that are Caucasian that use a privilege for the better good. That's what you call woke white people. Okay. Walking Phoenix won recently for his role as a Joker, which I think he did excellently. And that was some psychotic shit. But, That's um, cool. he got an award for that role. I still like Walk a Life. You still, like, walk the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that was a good movie, though. He, he played the shit out of Johnny Cash. Yes. But anyway, he took this opportunity of winning this award at the uh, BAFTA BAFTA Awards, I believe that's what it's called. You know, abbreviated, but, it's for you know, British, Awards. Film, it's British film Awards, basically. And he
2: had this to say to the audience. But I have to say that I also feel um, conflicted because so many of my fellow actors that are deserving don't have that same privilege. Uh, I think that we send a very clear message to people of color that you're not welcome here. Um, I think that's the message that we're sending to people that have contributed uh, so much to our medium and our industry and in ways that we benefit from. I don't think anybody wants a, uh, a handout or preferential treatment, although that's what we give ourselves every year. I think that people just want to be acknowledged and appreciated and respected for for their work. This is not a self-righteous condemnation, because uh, I'm ashamed to say that I'm part of the problem. I have not uh, done everything in my power to ensure that the sets I work on are inclusive. Uh, But I think that it's more than just having sets that are multicultural, I think that um, we have to really do the, the hard work to truly understand systemic racism. Let me tell you something. My brother went deep. He really, I, I, you know, I really
1: appreciate people like that when they know there's the elephant in the room that the, nobody wants to yeah. talk about. You used your platform, especially with the Joker being such a hype movie, just to go to the theater to see. Yeah. And now that he's taken that opportunity, that he's won this award based off that movie, I got to show some social insight to y'all fools.
0: And, but you know what? I really love that he said that was so true. This is not a black person problem. This is white people problem. Mm. Your racism is your problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But see, that's what the country was founded off of. It was just supposed to be for Caucasian people. Now that we have many, many shades of brown in the country. And it's turning browner by the day
0: country was brown before they got here that's true and it's, it's always destined to go back okay you got too many brown countries around it <laughs> how many white little countries is right next door to america mm-hmm. besides canada right and that wasn't even white
1: yeah but you know the nominees for black actors and films have been very scarce you know from what i've seen thus far that's why I really don't tune into award shows. Maybe the BET Awards, because I know it's going to be black, 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 black. But other than that, I want to hear about other award shows it, just acknowledging good work. Yeah. And good work includes African-American, Latino, directors, actors, whatever you want to call Asian. it. Right. So let's go ahead and show diversity, because everybody's entertained by everybody's background. Yeah. One of the uh, favorite Asian films that I like is Joy Luck Club. That That is a good-ass movie. And, you know, it's just, even though it's from a different ethnic background, they still have their own traditions. They still have ways of handling shit. they pretty much everybody the average Joe handles. These
0: are some gangster Chinese bitches, okay? Right. (laughs) That's all I got to say. I ain't got nothing but respect for them.
1: Other news, Monique is back in the news and opened letter to Oprah.
0: Girl, open that letter. Open it, Oprah.
1: It was posted on Instagram. It was a very lengthy letter. It basically said that besides you doing me dirty, you still support these productions that demean black men. Such as Michael Jackson, who was acquitted and is no longer with us. Yeah. Uh, R. Kelly documentary. And you just stepped down from the Russell Simmons documentary that will be airing on, I believe it's Max HBO. Uh, it's going to be a cable series. But at the same time, you are affiliated with one of the most notorious sexual (laughs) predators in Hollywood. More
0: bodies than anybody. Right.
1: So. Why are you pointing a finger at all these men? That's why I've said, you know, from then on, I like Oprah, but at the same time, I don't like how her productions demean black men. Because you have personal affiliation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she did suffer sexual abuse.
0: Yeah. He's a black man. Right. So I think Oprah may need to talk to a psychiatrist. (laughs) Get this black man demon out of black man demon. Because it ain't (laughs) all black men.
1: No. No, it's but
0: not. But I, I I'm still pissed with her about the Michael Jackson. Fuck R. Kelly, he guilty.
1: Yeah, the Neverland interview pissed me off you know, too. I'm
0: like, a, you know this one fool that's on there mm-hmm. went under oath saying Michael never touched him. Right. Now he up there time of oh my god, my booty hole hurts. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Damn you, you lying sack of nuts.
1: It's for the ratings, I'm telling you. It's sometimes it shouldn't even be about the ratings, but, it's about the moral principle. But
0: that's what I'm talking about. Oprah ought to know, as a black woman, not one black man has been able to leave this earth with his name intact. Right. The first thing Cracker started in you know, on Kobe, bringing up that old slut that he had an affair with. Right. Talking about some rape. You know, Kobe didn't give him a chance to smear his name like like they wanted to. Right. But they always find a way
1: to, to smear him. on
0: some black man's name before he goes.
1: And my thing with Oprah, like I said, she endorses that shit. And it works my fucking nerves. You
0: know what? Oprah probably is mad because for once she's rich as hell.
1: And she's also ugly as hell.
0: <laughs> Have y'all seen Oprah with no makeup? Ooh. Most black women don't need makeup. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oprah.
1: You need to make up. That's she's a, like a beat a pound puppy. A
0: beat a pound puppy. <laughs> it's terrible.
1: LeBron James recently paid tribute to Kobe Bryant in a social media post which he knows his heartache over the loss of his longtime friend. And also, they had... A beautiful, uh, uh, the stadium, Staples Center, yeah. all of them were, you know, had Kobe's Jersey's, jersey yeah. all over the place. Uh, LeBron James did a very emotional touching speech. It was like a moment of silence and, you know, paying respects to Kobe. It's going to be a long process because they are just now getting the remains of him and his 13 year old daughter to the families. So that's got to be tough because I'm just visualizing because I saw the helicopter. Oh, yeah. So with the helicopter being in the shape it was, last week we talked about the Netflix documentary series on Aaron Hernandez uh, the, called The Killer Inside, Yeah, and they've been doing interviews with his family as well as his former fiance, and they touched on his sexuality and this is what she had to say. You can't describe someone's sexuality without them being here. Um, although I've had a child with Aaron, I still can't tell you um, how he was feeling inside. No one can if he did feel that way, or if he felt the urge, I wish that I, I was told, and I wish that he you know he would have told me because i wouldn 't. I would not have loved him any differently. I would have understood it 's not shameful, and i don 't think anybody should feel shameful on who they are inside, regardless of who they love I, I think, I, I think it 's a beautiful thing. Um, I just, I wish I was able to tell him that. You know when you love a person, there's flaws you could just overlook.
0: Well, not only love a person, but you have a child with this person. Mm-hmm. And you putting this shit out here for my baby, his baby. Right. Why? Why was his sexuality even needed to be brought up? They what, felt... Was was he in love with the man he killed? Right, was right. Was it some lover's quarrel? No. Nothing I know of.
1: Well, I think what the whole thing was is that he might want they may have never wanted his sexuality to be exposed after his death or exposed before he died because that stuff was already brewing to the surface when he got convicted
0: you know there's already it talk was already out there so
1: it was already talk about it but it would have been you know more confirming once he passed because the people he was involved with would have came out did they little interviews got their pr time but at the same time uh It was beneficiary to his daughter and his former fiance yeah. on why he did what he did. Gabrielle Union, you know, she left America's Got Talent and was talking about the racism she experienced. So why does Terry Crews come out the woodworks talking about, you know, that's been the most diverse, positive experience I've ever had when I worked on that show. This is like the black code to me. Yeah. When a black person tells you they experience discrimination, sexism. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you shouldn't say anything.
0: Leave that alone. You,
1: that, that's not your battle. But for some reason, he felt obligated to jump on board. So of course, everybody was jumping on his ass like, okay, so why are we even talking against what Gabriella's saying? Mm-mm. You should sit your ass down. And then he came out with another statement talking about, well, the only woman I need to please got discussed discuss it with my wife and my wife. But you
0: talking about Gabriella's issue. Right, you throwing a wrench in her issue.
1: Thank you. So she
0: not your wife,
1: girl. And I bet you, if your wife was in that predicament, you'd be speaking the total opposite on being supportive. Like, hey, my wife says she experienced, you know, being sexually discriminated, discriminated for race, all that type of stuff. It'd been a whole different story.
0: This is really odd for him to even do that because he was just blasted when he came out about being sexually assaulted, right? Or sexually harassed by another by a white man.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: So you doing to her what people did to you. Maybe this is your time. I'm gonna get back.
1: But at the same time, I don't think twenty four hours went by. He put out an apology to her. Talking about I should have been more understanding. I'm like I think the only reason you got the apology is because your ass was getting eaten up on social media. And at the same time you should have just kept your mouth closed. And
0: I bet his wife checked his ass. <laughs> you know you should have did that shit. <laughs> Because I'm sure as his wife as a black woman right, I don't care how high yellow she is Right. you going to experience discrimination mm-hmm. regardless of your skin tone.
1: I just think he should have just been quiet on that all the way around.
0: Yeah, shut the fuck up.
1: 50 Cent had words with Taraji Henson you know they've been going back and forth over the, his series with power and her being on Empire and he's always said that Empire is nothing but a copycat of his show. Well I don't watch neither. Right. <laughs> So, who gives a damn? <laughs> Pretty much. But with Taraji, she was out talking about, you know, how he should stop downing other black productions, which I do have to agree he with. He does. He's a the, hater. You know, because even if the concept is similar, you cannot sit up here and publicly say, oh, well, that shit is nothing but a copycat off my shit. It,
0: it, it's Look, just, we got to stop being cent, crabs in the barrel. 50 Cent has always been a crab in the barrel. <laughs> always. You <laughs> remember
1: we talked <laughs> about how he about all the front row seats at John Rue's concert. Good, that shit was funny though. I'm sorry. There's some petty levels where you don't, the, damn, why you do that shit but at the same time it's funny as hell. Fitness and be doing that type of shit, okay?
0: Fitness <laughs> sitting in to sit his old ass down.
1: But he responds to her on Twitter saying, I saw Taraji on T.I.'s podcast. This is my sincere apology. I did not mean to hurt your feelings in any way. I love your work and I think you're amazing. I'm sorry no one is watching your show anymore. I realize I have to work on the fact that I have less empathy than others.
0: No one no damn apologize.
1: That one. Because he still threw a shot at the same time. He threw <laughs> several shots.
0: <laughs> you know, that's one thing I know. Oh. Our dad is a cancer.
1: Right. <laughs> this is a cancer. Right. A is a petty. Pettyville. <laughs> Ain't oh. no doubt about it. Jeez. All right. Word from our sponsor. A huge thanks to Podcorn for sponsoring this episode. Podcorn is a marketplace that connects brands and podcasts for native sponsorships. Take the pain out of finding sponsors and sign up today at podcorn.com backslash podcasters.
0: Yeah, I just can't stand a lot of silly shit.
1: To be a moron. Yeah. To be moronic.
0: Exactly. To be a moron. An imbecile. Yeah. Not the dumbest motherfucker that ever
1: lived. That's just dumb. All right, time for the most ridiculous online and off. It's time for dumbest. We'll start off with daycare oh, Lord. in Florida. What,
0: well, well, Florida? Oh, man.
1: <laughs> what would you do if your infant was sent home with a message written on their stomach? What, what the
0: hell you mean?
1: Yeah, like you know, a marker, like a sharpie marker, and this There's is a what... sharpie
0: marker for the be of somebody asks. Right. <laughs> I don't even know what it said. But the simple fact you writing on you my writing baby. You writing on my
1: baby, that's a problem altogether. But the message was, I need more diapers.
0: Bitch. Right. <laughs> you could have sent a note home. Oh, when I picked the child up, <laughs> you could have, you could have said to the parent, we want diapers. <laughs> that's a real ignorant. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, have mercy. They ought to go up there with a shitty diaper smacker.
1: Well, you know, needless to say, she has been, fired from her of job course. but my thing about it is why would you take the time because i know there's forms of communication that does not require you to write with a ch- on a child with a marker come on
0: girl no, i'm through
1: is there an administration that you have at your you know place of business where you can say hey could you please tell so-and-so's parents they are out of diapers we need to get diapers you decide to take a marker and write upon this baby's stomach
0: i'm sure Ooh. That hoochie sees the parents when they come pick that baby up.
1: And the thing about this girl was 23 years old that did it. I do personally feel that there's a certain age rank that you need to look at when it comes to working with kids. Because I know there's young single mothers out there. But when there's just too young, don't have a motherly experience or a passion to work with kids, I don't think they should be hired. I mean, that's just my personal opinion about that.
0: 35 and up. Right. (laughs)
1: Because I've just seen some stuff with some, you know, 20 or below. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? It's just, I don't
0: know. <laughs> I just want to check.
1: <laughs> Alright. Super Bowl, we talked about previously. You know how much these damn ads cost for a 30 second spot. Girl. This shit is like a small island. I mean, seriously. I've never seen something more ridiculous as the prices it costs to advertise during Super Bowl.
0: But you know what you watch. You, you, you you take it in. Right. You want it. Mm. Super Bowl is the biggest watched.
1: (sighs) But still, the same thing. Six
0: million, they gonna drop it.
1: Okay. Well, let's just say you're not a big corporation. Let's just say you're a dog owner. You're so thankful for a veterinary school that you said, that saved your pet. You want to run an ad during the Super Bowl. That's, that's, (laughs) that's, it's not gonna happen. (laughs) It did though. It happened. This guy, who had a golden retriever, said he, um that, you know, they just collapsed and was diagnosed with aggressive form of cancer and was given one month to live after a mm. tumor was found on his heart. Now, you know how white people are about dogs. This is sure. a very... I mean, any family pet, because black folks love their pets just as much as white folks, too, but white folks go to another degree when it comes to loving their pets. And, I mean, we're talking about birthday parties and spa dates and Close shit like that, right? Shit. Hot dates. So fortunately, he found this spot that was able to save his dog's life. But at the same time, you spent so much money on a ad during the Super Bowl to thank this place. You know, I, I'm just me. I'm just I'm just thinking if it was my money and, you I'm know, sure,
0: I'm sure the clinic would be like, motherfucker, gave me the money. Yeah, I would donate.
1: Right, I would donate to the clinic itself. And it would have been a lot cheaper than the ad he paid to have that advertised during the Super Bowl. I'm just saying common sense situations here. You know, that's my thinking personally. Anyway, uh, California man is facing charge of attempted kidnapping and assault after a Target customer was dumped out of his wheelchair. Did you guys see this shit on social media? There's a video. For, I saw it. Video floating around of this man in a wheelchair. And another customer, I don't know what type of altercation they had at first when I saw the video, but the next few seconds, this man who's walking is taking the man in the wheelchair and dumping him out of his chair. Oh,
0: that's fucked up. And walking off. Oh, he needs his ass whooped. Right. Oh, dude, that's come on sick, now. That's disrespectful. You know, it was we out you here. Roll
1: over your
2: toe.
0: <laughs> Rolled over
1: that bunion. <laughs> so I believe it was over a parking spot. Yeah, um, pretty much the guy who did the assault uh, was it you know outside in the parking lot, and he saw this car parked in the disabled spot without a permit. So the 52 year old man says he tapped on the window of the vehicle to notify the v uh the female that was in the car before heading inside the store. That you know, hey, you ain't got no permit while you parking here. So this is what keep pissing me off. Mind folks, your damn business, folks. Getting involved with shit that ain't got nothing to do with you.
0: Maybe the head handicapped man was mad. Cause he was on that spot,
1: and it was his spot. Well, ain't no telling. So he goes inside the store. He finds the man. He, you know, confronts him. And next thing you know, they he's tossed the man outside of his wheelchair. So the man has been arrested. Good. Yeah, I mean, but that's some low life shit. No, that is low life.
0: And, and I mean, he said something about your handicapped space, mm. motherfucker. That was his space. <laughs> Maybe they need to start having mental handicap.
1: They meet. They need an evaluation when it comes to these parking spots altogether, Because I've seen some nasty shit go down in the parking lot just over a space. It's ridiculous. I'm like, That's shit. why I'm an
0: Amazon woman.
1: <laughs>
0: Send that shit to my
1: dome. I don't have time. <laughs> I don't want to shop it as my best friend. I'm not going to even lie. So I ain't got to search for the shit. I can get a deal. I can usually get an online coupon with it. And yes. I ain't got to leave the house. The shit will come to my doorstep within a matter of you know days. you either got to
0: walk to your mailbox. Either way, it's a short, shorter than them all. <laughs> got time for that boom crap.
1: A British woman is facing over two and a half years of imprisonment for tricking a friend into believing she had found her her dream job. Now, this puts me in mind, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie *Wonderlust*, And this guy was out of work, he was living in the hippie community, and his homie from the city said, hey, I got the perfect job for you already lined up. Yeah, fucking this dude went out there thinking he had a, some shit lined up and it wasn't a damn thing lined up. You know, I just thought it'd be funny. I will whoop your ass. You understand me?
0: (laughs) Yeah. When I watched that movie, it was a good, it's a funny movie. But that part, no,
1: that's not funny. But she basically tricked her friend into thinking she had a job, and she already had, you know, employment lined up. She was consistent with her employment, and all of a sudden, I'm presented with this opportunity. It's got to be my my home girl's telling me about it, so it's got to be real. So she just leaves all her shit she already got established to go for this non-existent opportunity.
0: she a dumbass. Right? Yeah. <laughs> because first you need to go check the job out. Is it accurate? Yes. <laughs> uh, am I? Am I all these people gonna be? Am I gonna be able to work with them? <laughs> What's the schedule gonna be like? Oh my god! And once you get hired and know everything is solid, okay, I to quit my job. Jeez. But I still will be my friend. Ass. Right. That ain't no friend.
1: That is not a damn friend. That, that's
0: what you call a friend of me,
1: uh, girl. That's not even. A, don't even put the friend in the shit. No, that's a friend of me. Oh, anyway, it's not unusual for parents to show for their children, you know, to the mall, the movies. But I've never heard of a situation where a mom can show for her son to rob a bank. Girl, she said she
0: wants some of them dollars. Really? Baby, give me some Benjamins,
1: too. Well, it wasn't a bank. It was a Circle K store. Circle K. And she drove her 15-year-old son to the Circle K where he went in there with a note demanding money. But <laughs> if he had a handgun i'm I'm like, you know what you this I know times are hard, but come on there's there's other opportunities to make money that does not require you to go to jail serve any type of time, but you are putting up your fifteen year old child taking him to the damn spot okaying him to do what he's doing, and you you just cool with the shit, girl, I wish my I son would, would ask me you know I got to you know get some money right quick. I was thinking about hitting up this, you know, place around the corner.
0: Would well, you hitting up a job application?
1: <laughs> I did not see your resume in your hand. You ain't going no damn where.
0: <laughs> but you know, people, people always—I know folks that use their nieces and their kids to steal. So. To
1: do some—they—that's the thing we gotta stop doing. If you are one of these guardians of parents that are using your kids for crooked shit, stop it. Yeah, stop it. Because I've seen, I will never forget, I was so fucking pissed. I was shopping at a Walmart, and you know how they had those vendors there by the electronic section, you know, trying to sell cable service and shit. Yeah. So this Asian dude was there trying to sell me a package. I told him, I said, look, man, you can't do shit with my credit right now. We already got service. This motherfucker, I got my son with me. What about your son? Put in your son's name. Nigga, fuck you! I oh, girl, excuse my French. No, fuck that! I called the store and I complained. I was like, "Do you know this motherfucker suggested I use my son on the application mm. to get some service from his ass? Mm. You need to put his ass in check for real."
0: Mm.
1: I wonder. I wonder Snitch. to this day. Fuck that! Would he ask? Af- fuck that! I asked that motherfucker if he'd ask a white mother to do that shit. No, nope. I bet you if she told him the same shit I told him. He'd have been like, well, ma'am, I'm so sorry. You have a good day. Yeah. Never put your child... I bet you if it was five kids in that cart, he would never ask her to do that shit. No. Okay. <laughs> Girl, I'm sorry. I get no. hot every time I think about that bullshit. I'm like, I will whoop your ass Suggesting some dumb shit like that to me. But anyway, it's time for our closeout. And I thought this was going to be very interesting because... We all have to work for a living. We all have to have that yes, check. We and we need to have to get consistency. Yes, we do. The one thing that can ruin that consistency of your job is not only your attitude, but who you affiliate with. This is
0: true.
1: Okay. So there are friendships you have at the workplace. And you got to set some rules before you even get chummy with any of these motherfuckers. Well, I'm I telling do you. Hi bye. Get my
0: check.
1: I mean, because, you know, people want to be, you want to be semi-social at your job because folks don't think that you just stand office, but at the same time, don't indulge so much of yourself into these relationships with people you work with. You spend more time with these motherfuckers than you do your own family. And
0: once you quit or get fired, you don't see them motherfuckers no more.
1: <laughs> so why bother? So what are the do's and don'ts of office friendships? Number one, don't overshare. I cannot stand... I mean, this is just in general for me, but especially when you working with folks. Because these are folks that can go back to management and tell them all the shit that you just shared with them.
0: Snitches. That's
2: what
0: they
1: are. I robbed this bank over the weekend, dog, so you know I got me a little cushion cash until the payday. Mean, I,
0: I need some cushion cash to shut up. <laughs> so I can act like I never heard this.
1: I mean, you just don't go in your job even though you spend more time with these people, you do not overshare with folks. Everybody does not need to know everything about you. No, period. They do, they do not. Be aware of how the relationship affects your productivity and your job. I had a co-worker. I'm not going to even lie. I couldn't work on shit because if it was a moment of silence, that bitch would pop up and I couldn't get shit done. I'm like, bitch, why are you still here? Do you see I am working on shit? Why? She wants to sit there and chit-chat and carry on. I'm like, I don't have time for that shit. What
0: well, is nothing worse than having a co-worker that you take, you take a lunch break with Oof. and they want to tell you about somebody popping a nut in their eye? Oh,
1: God, no.
0: No. Like, first of all, why did you tell that? To
1: why you? are you sharing this with me?
0: And is that why you got pink eye?
1: Now I have a whole different attitude. Why are you acting that way? Bitch, because you told me about some skeet in your eye. That's number one. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Anyway,
0: Nutty eye.
1: be mindful about venting. Everybody got a moment when they just want to bitch to somebody who will listen. The workplace is not that place.
0: Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I'll come home and bitch with you. Right. Call that punk-ass wolf, bitch with him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My mom and daddy.
1: There you go. You have to have a private circle outside of your workplace to vent because if you vent Which is a personal situation. Your opinion about something, even if it was something to do with somebody that works up there with you. This is one thing I want y'all to realize. Do not say anything about a coworker that you're afraid that will get back to them, because it will get back to them. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Eventually, it may take a month, may take a week. It will get back to them, and then you want to deal with that shit when you are faced with it. So just stop. Do like me. Say it on purpose so that bitch can hear. Yes. So don't be doing all that vent network and steer clear of the clicks. This is true in any social circle. Specifically, it work because if you see a certain set of folks that are always around each other, they are known for having shit done. Like, you know, they may be petty. Yeah. Or they may be very gossipy. Yeah. They're known to always start shit. Every click has a rep. So just stay clear for them, damn clicks because you don't want that shit coming on your own personal character the perception of favoritism I, you know some people may assume that certain employees are getting favoritism and they're, that may not even be the case at all No, nah, they just
0: may be doing a damn job good
1: but if you are in a supervisory role you cannot get chummy with certain workers that are you know they're under you mm. but you get too chummy with them you feel they may fit a role in the corporation and they really don't. They may not be qualified. Just because you like somebody don't mean they're going to be able to pull off this job.
0: All the all time. Right. Do they call in a lot. hmm You know, you got to look at things like that. But I don't believe in never being chummy anytime at any job. No. Be cordial. Get your check. Take your ass home. Yeah.
1: Do your job. And just go home. That's all it takes. Consider how disagreements may impact your work. Now, when you're forming a friendship, the last thing people may are may think about is you know the conflict that may come out at a later time oh. it's important to consider you know how a conflict with a work friend may affect your job and the team you work with because there might be somebody that's cool with everybody you two fall out and before you know it the rest of the team is like oh, i ain't fucking with you because you had to fall out with so-and-so
0: oh we in fifth grade right i didn't know we was back in grade school I don't have time for
1: that. I can have an opinion. That's one thing I'm going to always speak my mind and just give my honest opinion on some shit. It ain't nothing personal. It is just how I feel about the situation. So don't sit up there and get all up in your feelings and go about that shit talking about. Well, you know, she didn't agree with me on this, so you know.
0: And I still don't bother buy- <laughs> girl. got time for that know That's just petty stupidity. Yeah, it's
1: very immature. Carefully weigh the pros and cons of connecting on social media. I do not
0: no, I don't
1: one connect with nobody with, no. I work with on social media. That's just right. our personal rule. Don't connect with nobody you work with on social media that you work with. Number of reasons. If you call in sick and then you post a photo of you up on the oh, beach yeah. laid out with tequila, then that means your ass wasn't sick and right. they got this shit to show whoever's in charge of your check. <laughs> yeah,
0: She was sick on tequila
1: then if you post some type of uh, political statement, they may be the absolute opposite and start having an attitude with you because you don't support Trump.
0: Well, that's a lawsuit. Right. (laughs) And I would
1: love to take your
0: business. (laughs) Let's dance.
1: I just don't think it's the time or the place... To connect on social media. I don't want
0: nobody. I don't
1: mm -hmm. don't need nobody in my personal space. And then I spend more time with your ass than I do my own damn family. So why would you need to know any more about me that you already don't know? That's it.
0: Girl, I work with you. I know everything. Right. (laughs) Everything. (laughs)
1: Your evil ass. Now be leery of mixing friend circles. You know, another thing that might be mindful is introducing friends from your personal life to your work friends. Oh no. That's a no-no. Okay. No, 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 no. Because when you have I mean, because you know, you always got your type of people you like to roll with outside your workplace. Yeah. And that might not be a representation that's gonna fall good upon you. At your workplace. And then there may be conflict because they have such different personalities. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like folks that's pretty much the same. Right. Down to earth. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, slightly don't give a fuck.
1: No, There you go.
0: But you know, anybody introduced, they're going to have the same kind of personality.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I got to have somebody who is, I like a good sense of humor. Great conversation. Open-minded. Militant (laughs) conversation as well. Black power. Okay. So, I mean, I like all of these things. Everybody I work with may not be on that same accord. So, I'm like, you know, I don't need you knowing who I roll with in our
2: conversations. Well,
0: it's just common sense. Like, you know, I used to work with a girl that I was cool with. I can't stand a bitch now. (laughs) And she wanted, you know, she wanted to meet my friend. Mm. I'm like, bitch, your mouth too loose for him. Right he would end up cussing you the hell out.
1: Yeah, I know exactly the situation. this
0: is not, (laughs) this ain't going to go good. So no, you cannot meet him.
1: No. And also avoid cycles of negativity. When you work in a challenging environment, it can be nice to discuss your struggles with colleagues who understand exactly what you're going through. However, it's very easy to fall into cycles of negativity where complaining about work becomes a pastime instead of coping this mechanism. And I know that situation firsthand you have somebody you work with. Every time you turn around, they fussing about their chores or what they have to do for you know to get that damn check. And I'm like, well, why are you here, Girl, Why the fuck wanna, are you here? They
0: don't wanna. Why do you always turn around when you see me? Yeah. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't
1: want to hear that bullshit. I got enough shit on my own plate.
0: I don't like negative people around me whatsoever. Please go to hell away.
1: You yeah, know. So just be mindful when you're making friends at work because it may be something you can truly avoid a lot of drama, longevity at your job. You can get that damn retirement package, <laughs> you know.
0: Friends at work don't, they don't, don't even go together.
1: No, they don't. Just be, just be associated. I talk to you when I'm at work. I don't share too much with you. Hope you're doing well. Goodbye. Amen. Okay. That's going to do it for the Gospel GodspinHealthers. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you follow the podcast on Spotify. Also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We have great sponsor opportunities. If you are interested in trying to get your brand across to many, many, many people, mainly women, just hit us up at GodspinHealthers at gmail.com. So until next time, people, peace.
0: I holla.